Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Well, praise be to God. Don't forget, take the time, share right now. We are stepping in to, I don't know if it's going to be a couple weeks. We're just going to just kind of play this one by ear, be spiritually led. But we're going to talk about the favor of God. What is it? How does it work? How we received it? And uh, there's a lot of great material out there about the favor of God, but I want to break it down so I really believe you can really have a revelation of something, and when you get a revelation, then you have a faith for what you heard that activates it on your life. So this is what I want you to see. This is really important. That's why I want you to share this. Get your friends, get your family, get the people you love. And you guys, listen to me, man. This is how you get this stuff to work. And it's not hard. None of this stuff I'm going to tell you is hard. Just trust me. You know, I had this conversation with somebody. It was so good. I said, um, and this is kind of hard to say because you love people. You know what I mean? I love you guys. And, and I'm, I'm being serious. Like, I really do. I really, I love what I do. I was just kidding even before we came on. I was like, I, I'm just I'm just so excited that I get to do this. You know what I mean? It's like it, I was funny. I was like, man, you get you sometimes you 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 basically get paid to do what you love, you know. But I didn't pick this job up like a job. I didn't go to a job fair, you know, and be like, oh, I want to be a preacher. Like God came and found me. You know what I mean? I was like, I was you. I really was. I was you. I was doing things and I got saved. And then God was like, you're called and you got to preach the gospel. I didn't want to do it. I did not want to do it. Every fiber of me did not want to do this. I was freaking out. Like, I was like, I do not want to do that. I did not want to go to Bible school. Even in Bible school, like the first six months, I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to do this thing in obedience and get out of here. And I don't know what. And I was like, man, and in the middle of that thing, God was like, no. And then I started asking myself the question. I'm telling you this for a reason. I was like, I'm not going to. I, I told God, I did, I remember this. I told God, I said, listen, I'm just going to tell you, I've been to church, and I don't understand church. I did not understand it. I'm being serious with you. I went to church, and I was like, every week was a cliffhanger. It was like, come back next week, and I, I didn't know how to use what I had. I, and I'm not knocking the guys I was around. Just hear me, please. I, I just didn't know how it worked. I thought I was disqualified. I didn't think, like, not because I didn't know God loved me, but I was like, how does this stuff work? How do you do this? And then you go on what everybody else is saying, and it's kind of like not working for you. So you're like, I don't know. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. How long does this take? And then nobody told you the truth. It was all like, you're supposed to have a perfect life, you know? Like, praise God. If your life's not perfect, you're screwed up. You know, and I was like, well, then I must be a dud or something. <laughs> like, you know, not that I was bad, but I was like, how does this all work? And I never forget when I knew I was called. I was called. I knew it. I said, oh, my God. I mean, my mom and dad will tell you the whole story. They were there. I was like, it was late. I was reading the Bible, and God's like, you're going to be a preacher. I was like, I'm running around the house going, I'm going to be a preacher. I said, what is this? I'm like freaking out. As much as you think you're excited, you're, you're freaking out. You don't get it. Like, what do you, what? And then all of a sudden, I never forgot. And I'm saying this all for a reason, so stay with me. I said this, and this is why I love you guys. I was you. Not that I'm not you now, but I was like, sit, I wanted to learn. I wanted to know. I was like, well, this didn't work and that didn't work. And I, I tell you what happened. I said, I'll do this, God. I'll do this. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I'm serious. I was serious. I was there. I said, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. But you, 
I don't want to do that smoke and mirror stuff, man. You know, like, not that it was like that, but it was like, oh, you feel the presence of God? I was like, I don't feel nothing. Not that it had to be a feel, but I said, this should be real. And I never forgot what I thought of. I said, you know, I didn't really, you know, have, like, a lot of people in my life, but I had people that loved me, like my parents loved me, my friends loved me. I said, I could feel love. Love isn't, like, some kind of, like, thing you don't feel. You feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, like, I got to get goosebumps, but you feel it when somebody loves you. I said to God, I said, listen, I'll do this preaching thing. I'll do whatever you ask me to do. But the people that they got to be able to experience it or I am not doing it. I'm telling you now, if you don't back me up, I'm not doing it. I met one of the greatest. Um, he traveled with Brother T.L. Osborne. One of the greatest evangelists, the modern day evangelist, maybe in the world. And I never forgot, I met him in the airport. And I said, I wasn't preaching. I wasn't doing nothing. I was flying home. And he gave me his book. And I never forget it. It wasn't T.L. It was one of the T.L.'s guys. And I said this, I said, if we can't manifest this gospel, we shouldn't go preach it, should we? And literally straight up, he's like, that's exactly right, kid. And I got it. I understood, listen to me, you can't, you got to believe this thing so much that you're so far out that it's got to manifest because you got no net to catch you if you fall. And I got it in my head. I knew what he was saying. He's like, if you're going to go out there and say he could do it, you better believe he can do it. And I never forgot that. I never met the guy before. I never met him since. But it was the one moment that kind of gave me that little, you better work the works. And I knew, like, if I'm going to go tell people about this stuff, number one, I got to know the truth. And number two, I'm not going to, like, be, a, you know, like, look, I don't know what I'm doing all the time. You know, like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I've arrived. But you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to come tell you something I haven't proved. I'm not going to come, like, I don't know, I, I haven't proved, like, meaning, like, I didn't get it all to manifest, but I found it in the Bible, and if I found it in the Bible, that's proof. You see what I'm saying? I'm not selling you on some, like, oh, get, 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 you know, I don't know, you know, like, get motivated stuff. That's not what I'm saying. This will change your life, but you got to apply it. You sooner or later got to say, enough is enough. I don't want to just be a hearer. I got to be a doer. And get out the notepad and start applying what I'm telling you to your life because nothing's going to change until you start doing this thing. And I tried to get around the cross. That doesn't mean I, I tried to get over it, around it, under it. I tried to dig it. There ain't, you got to die. There's only one way to get it. You got to die out of the bed. <laughs> I, I was watching Daystar. I tell you this, Daystar. I was watching Daystar. Oh, my God. I'm watching Daystar a couple of months ago, and I'm clicking and I was going by, and I click, and there sitting on Daystar is the guy that told me. It was hilarious. I went to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and De Bishop Dwight Pate, I'm going to probably call him today. He, he, he told I said, man, I was prayer preaching and doing life, and I'm sitting in his car, and he's driving. i never forget. I was riding through the swamp of Louisiana, and I said, I said, you know, I'm young. He goes, you young. He was busting my chops. He goes, you young. You, you don't know nothing yet. I said, I agree. You know, I'm getting it. I said, what do I got to do to make it? I said, I'm young. I'm struggling at this thing. I'm trying to get it to work. I never get it as long as I live. I told you guys a story. He's got a hand on the wheel, and he's driving, and he leaned over. He turned around. I'm like, oh, my God, keep your eyes on the road. We're riding through the swamp. And if you've been there, you know, it's two lanes getting you through the swamp. There's swamp everywhere there. And he turned around. He looked. I said, what do I got to know? I said, what do I got to know? I'm young. What do I got to know? And he looked me in the eye and laughed in my face and said, you got to die. <laughs> you got to die. 
and I was watching Daystar a couple months ago, and there's the you got to die guy talking with Marcus about preaching and healing, doing all this great stuff. And I texted him, I said, I'm still dying. 20 years later, you'd never stop dying. You just die to your own opinion. You die to your own ideas. You just die to what you want. You die to everything, and you conform your life through the transformation process of the gospel. And that's why when we get in this about the favor, God, I haven't forgot, this is the message. Um, you're going to have to motivate yourself to change because you're not going to change because you're in a room. You're going to want to have to want that change. So when we get in this favor, you could, God gave you favor. This is why I said this, and it's yours. But if you don't have a revelation in this stuff to have the application, just because it's yours doesn't mean you're going to see it. It's like having money in a bank but not having the bank account number to withdraw it. It's not going to do you any good. You're living, you're living. You know, they tell that story. Brother Hagin told that story about there was a man. He read it in a newspaper. There was a man. He was like a homeless guy. He was like living, you know, vagabond life. And uh, all messed up and just didn't have it. And they will come to found out that the guy had thousands of dollars in the bank. But he just never knew that he never had a bank account. I don't know if somebody left it for him. It's probably like one of those stories. And he read this article. And he remember him talking about it. He said the guy never knew. But all the while, while he lived like a pauper in the earth, he lived like, like, a, like, like, like you know, like, like didn't have a nice, like homeless guy. You know, he just lived on the street and scrapped out of cans and just did all this stuff back in the day. And to come to find out, they wrote a story about this man that had thousands of dollars in the bank, but he didn't even know it. He didn't have a bank account number. He had nothing. And he lived his life void of everything that he could have had because he just didn't know what was already given him. And he talked about that like with the gospel. We've been given so much. But if you don't put a demand on the withdrawal of what you received, you're never going to see it, even though it's yours. So, I don't know. It's kind of like, you ever like misplaced money? Not a lot of people do that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, you thought, oh, man, I had that 20 bucks all the while. Oh, man, I had that all the while. But I just didn't know. You know, and, and it was funny. That just happened to me not too long ago. I went somewhere, and I had to do something. And I stuck a... I don't even know what it is. It's like a gift card. You use like cash. I don't know. People give me stuff. Thank God. God, press the favor of God. And, and I didn't even know. And I went somewhere and they're like, you, you can't purchase certain things with a credit card. They just don't let you. You know what I mean? I was like, it was like getting some kind of uh, a gift card. I don't know. Something was weird. And they're like, we just don't do it. It was a store policy or whatever. And I said, I don't even know. What am I going to do? I didn't have the cash. And I said, oh, you know what? I forgot about it. I got this card. I said, I wonder if this thing will work. And I swiped it like cash and it worked. And I was like, man, thank God I had that thing or I couldn't even purchase this gift. Here you go. It was something like that. I don't get all that stuff. I don't have PIN numbers. I I don't even understand. I don't even know what a debit card does. So, you know, whatever. So it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? I know it it means some stuff, but we don't. I don't have PIN numbers and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, like, whatever it was I needed, I didn't know I had it. I said, oh, I got this card. I put it in there, like, months before. I just thought maybe for a rainy day. Well, guess what? The rainy day came. Same thing with the gospel. You can have it, but if you don't have the access, you don't have the PIN number, you can't get in. So here's what I understand. That the favor of God is for you. And I've come to understand this you got to start understanding how to constantly declare it, and then things are going to start changing in your life. Now, that's what I'm saying now. Okay? And I want you to look at this scripture in Psalm 102.13. Um, you got to see this. 
Thou shalt arise. Now he's talking about the Lord. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion, the church, for the time to favor her, the set time has come. God has set his favor upon the church. And, that, and a lot of this stuff is covenant terminology. Okay, so we're going to explain what the favor is. But God wanted the favor to come back on your life. And I like it like this. The blessing, now I'm going to give you my spin on it. This is how I see it. You could add a lot of good supplement. I mean, uh, some of the stuff you got, like great teachers got great stuff out there. Find your favorite preacher about it and add to it. But take my take on it because it's a revelation that will work for you. Okay. I see the favor of God as the blessing of God. So that Abrahamic blessing that came on us or the church through that, it's almost synonymous with the favor. Because when the favor came, the blessing came. And when the blessing came, the favor came. They're one and the same. Does that make sense? So he blessed man. Well, once you got blessed, you got favor access. So now we're going to talk about it. So here's the thing. Write this down. Number one thing you got to remember, it's covenant terminology. Okay? Covenant. Write that down. Covenant terminology. Now, you know when God, God and Jesus made a perfect covenant, talks about it in the book of Hebrews, he talks about it in Genesis. He said, God and Jesus made a perfect covenant, which no man can break. You can't break it. See, when God tried to make a covenant with somebody, he couldn't find nobody in the earth. Now, you can say, he found Abraham. He found Abraham, but he didn't use Abraham. He found agreement in the earth through a man, but if man would have got involved in this covenant, he would have messed it up. So it says God and Jesus cut the covenant, and Abraham fell asleep. When Abraham fell asleep, he could see dimly through a fog. Come on, that was the favor he was looking through. Come on, somebody, right? Yeah, he couldn't see clear. Yes, that was the glory, but here's what happened was God and Jesus made a covenant that cannot be broken, cannot be changed. So these covenant terminology is real serious. Now, in the earth, we have no sense about any of this stuff. The earth is whacked. You know, you can get in a contract today, out tomorrow, you, people get in and out. These contracts are death. There ain't no way out. There's no way out of a covenant with God. You're in for life. So that's the good side. Here's the tough side, though. You have to handle the responsibilities of the covenant agreement. And that's where people get a little bit like, what do you mean? And the closest thing you see is marriage, and we got that so messed up in America, you can't even look at that for as a contractual obligation. You know what I'm saying. But there's terminologies, right, that are, that are, that are given. <clears throat> yes. You know what I mean? All that stuff. I'll do series on covenant. Maybe we'll talk about covenant a little bit. That's why, like, when people get married, the, the wife takes the name of the husband. We take the name of Jesus. These are terminology. See, all that stuff is covenant. Keep it. Originated with God. We'll talk about that when we get into covenant. Right now, I need you to see this. When we choose to enter into covenant with God, we no longer have to fight our own battles. And you don't have to, listen to this. Now write these down. You no longer have to fight your own battles, and you don't have to find your own favor. Okay? You don't have to fight your own battles, and you don't have to find your own favor. God will give you favor. Psalm 44.3. Okay? I want you to see this. So we choose to enter into covenant with God, we no longer have to fight our own battles. His favor, what is a favor? His favor will enable us to attain victory over every situation and circumstances. It's a powerful truth. 
right? So look what it says. For they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did they of their own arm save them. But it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance because you favored them. He's saying the people didn't get it because they could do it. They didn't have the ability to pull it off. It wasn't by their arm or their strength, but God did it through his favor. Is that cool? So favor lets you win some battles. Okay? So here's what you got to remember. When you and me choose to enter into covenant with God, his favor will enable you to attain victory over situations and circumstances. It's favor bringing you victory. He favors you. Now, now, what is, write this down, what is the favor of God? Now, you got to know this stuff. I like to call the favors the edge. You got the edge over everybody else, man. It's true. You give somebody favor, you got the edge. What is favor? Okay? So favor, in order to understand, in order to understand the favor of God, we first need to know the meaning of this word. Okay? Here's some definitions of it that I want you to see. Okay? So I'm going to give you this stuff. What is the favor of God? Okay? I'm going to give you like four angles it is to kind of look at it. Number one, it's something granted out of goodwill. Something given to you and me out of goodwill. Write that down. In other words, the favor of God is granted out of God's will towards us. It's God's idea. Does that make sense? God's idea. Write that down. Text that. It's God's idea. Okay? In other words, the favor of God is granted out of God's goodwill towards us. Something God gave you at a good one. Now listen. Now let me explain something. We say stuff, favor ain't fair. It ain't. Look, man, I'm not that dad, you know, like I don't go and say, oh, my kids. I know my kids' flaws. But guess what? You're going to give your kids favor. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because they're your kids. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to be a little bit, <laughs> sometimes it seems like we're the hardest on them, but you know what I'm saying. But your kids got your favor. You're gonna, you you kind of give them a little bit more than normal. Why is that? Because they're your kids. God favors his children. So you try to say, Pastor Chris, are you trying to say God don't favor those lost people? No, God don't favor those lost people. He favors his children. He loves them lost people, but he ain't giving them no special grace for nothing. They got to make a choice to come into the kingdom. Once you come into the kingdom, you get favor on your life. I'm telling you, everybody got this idea. Well, God loves everybody. He loves everybody. We can't favor everybody. God loves everybody, but he cannot favor everybody. You understand that? And I'm going to show you right here now. You can get favor to work even stronger in your life. We're going to learn how faith for favor makes it work stronger. That's a good one. How about this? Gratitude towards God's favor makes it work stronger. And I got the I got stuff in here, man. Woo. How about this one? Your obedience. Now everybody love this one. A lot of people ain't getting blessed because they ain't obedient. If you're willing and obedient, you need to go to the land. God needs some, come on, attitude of willingness, consciousness of obedience. You got to get obedient. So look at this. Okay? It's not something you can buy. It's not something can be earned. Bottom line is this, Jesus, Jesus went to the cross on our behalf so we can get this favor. He paid the price for it, so it's up to him where he wants to put it. Did you get that? 
How'd you get the favor? Jesus went to the cross. Now, let me show you something. What you're going to see in this whole series is this. Redemption, righteousness, the blessing, God's love, all these things are basically done that equal, like if you could have an equal sign, like equal to me and you, the favor of God. Does that kind of click? You know what I'm saying? Like he went to the cross. That's why that fa- the favor is not on performance. It's on the position. But once you understand the position, it enhances your performance. I'm, well, I, I expect it. Not because of being some, you know, you know, you don't want to be jerky with this, like our demand. No, what it is, I expect it because I got a revelation of what you said I can have. Does that kind of make, is that kind of like, kind of clicking like, you know, don't tell me I could have that and then say it's not mine when I, did, I didn't do nothing to get it and now it's yours and you want to give it away. But now that I received what you gave, I want to see it. You can't get mad at me for going for it. You know what I'm saying? So once you see it, it's kind of like this. Once you see it, you kind of put a demand on it, and then it manifests more. Now watch this. If you don't know what's yours, what do you do? You struggle. This is why it's important to pay attention. Okay? Jesus Christ paid the price, so now we're entitled to walk in this favor. See what I'm saying? So, so this is when you start going, oh, okay, why should I even think I'm a recipient of favor? Because Jesus went to the cross and paid the price to get it to come on your life. That's a good one, man. Because what you're going to see if you spin this in is this. You're going to see the alignment of favor. Just write this down. It's a gift bestowed to you and me as a token of love. It's God's love, favor is God's love token to mankind, to the believer, to the church. Is that okay? It's, 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 it's this. It's, God, it's a gift that God gives you. It's a, a, a blessing or regard. He's showing his love. He's showing his commitment to, I, I don't, you don't want to say f- friend, Friend, friendship, more of a partnership. It is a friendship, a partnership, a covenant agreement. He's basically saying, if it, it's, I want to give you this because you belong to me. He said, Zion's the church. He said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to put my favor on the church. Well, it's your church. It's your spouse. You know, we, he's the, he, come on, we're, we're the bride. You see what I'm saying? So he is bestowing his favor on the church because of what Jesus did. So I don't know why when you take it. The only reason why you're not taking it is if we don't understand it and we don't know how it operates. Otherwise, there's no way. You know, it's kind of like this. All right, let me, how do you kind of say this? Uh, okay, I do, I, I, would you do me a favor? Would you, right? Have you, how, come on. How many times have you heard that? Can you do me a favor? What, or ba- so what are you doing when you do that? When anybody, I got people in this church, and they know who they are. I don't even have to ask. And they're like, hey, can, can you need me to do something for you? 
And that's why that friendship is so important because you don't want to mess those up. But sometimes you need stuff. So what would you say? Hey, can you do me a favor? So what are really people saying when they say that? Would you, would you, would you, would you basically, um, how do I want to say this? Can you show me a token of your friendship? Right? So if I said to you, hey, can you do me a favor? And if I said to you, hey, can you do me a favor? I'm basically saying, I consider you my friend. Can you show me an, an, can you show me an evidence of your friendship with me? I wouldn't be going to you if I didn't think you can do it. So you see what I'm saying? Would you bestow this gift or token of like, so this was saying, so we go to God, right? God, we need favor. So he shows you in the token of his relationship, his favor towards you and moves on your behalf. That's what favor does. It gives you the edge in life. It's basically preferential treatment. Write that down. It is. Favor is not fair. But who cares? I don't want fair. I want favor. Man, I've seen the favor of God work so many times. I, that's the favor of God. I'm going to start getting it. It's going to work so much in my life because I'm not leaving this one. That's the favor of God. Man, this stuff's work. It almost ain't right what's going on when God does it. And I've, got, I've come to the conclusion I ain't saying nothing about it, and I don't care who don't like it. They could fly a kite for all I care. If favor's hitting my life, I'm taking it because I didn't do nothing to get it. Man. I've been, oh, my God. I remember the first time it happened. I was flying, and uh, i never forget this as long as I live, man. I, was, I went to India, and I was coming back, and I was just shot out, man. I was just done. Trip was, you know, and they were three deep back then, and, you know, it was tight, packed. You got 14 hours or something. I was going, my God in heaven. As much as I wanted to go home, this is going to be a trip, being stuck in this seat. You know, over there and the thing. And I get in the aisle and I go to get in my seat. And it was three, I never forget, it was three deep. The big old bird, you know, and I'm three deep on the sides, man. And I got this plane. And I'm just thinking, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. And I get in there and here comes a dude right in my row. He's losing it. He don't want to go in. He don't want to go. He don't even want to go in number one. I, he's holding up the plane. And, and I, it was British Airways. I never forget as long as I live. It's funny, right? So I go. Dude, God, and I'm ready to tell this dude, shut up, get in your seat, because I'm tired, man. It's hot. You just want to get, you're just done. You've been doing this for a while. You're like, I want to go home, bro. I didn't have the kids, and I wasn't married. None of them. I was done, though. And I never forget, I felt like telling this guy, shut up, get in the thing, be quiet, let's go. All right, long story short, I said, sir. So I said, they ain't going to get me nowhere. You know what I mean? I got to have a soft answer. This guy's wrath. Let me just do something. I said, sir, please. I said, let me tell you how this works. Get in the row. Sit where it is. They ain't moving you right now. They ain't going to do nothing right now. Right now, all they're going to do is they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get mad. I'm digging in my head. So I said, sit down. You could sit in my seat. I don't know. I wasn't in the window or something. Sit in my seat. And the guy's watching me. I don't know this is going on. The guy I'm talking to, I'm going, sit in my seat. Relax. Let's get in the seat. We'll work it out, man. If they'll move you later, they ain't going to move you now. And you can take my seat for all I care because I just want to go home, bro. So whatever we got to do to work it out, let's work it out. This dude goes off the rail. He ain't going in a row. I said, I did what I could do. 
Kid you not, here comes the guy from the airlines. They probably can't do this no more. He pulls me and him and the whole road to the side. He goes, you three people, can you please stay there? You know where the plane door is going to open? Long story short. He goes, boom. He puts one and two. He looks at me. He goes, sir, you've been inconvenienced enough. Come with me. I had to stand there while all the people were getting on. I'm like, I don't care what I got a laptop bag or whatever. And he goes, sir, stay with me. He goes, you've been inconvenienced enough about this whole matter. I said, okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting peanuts. What the heck do I know, right? I'm like, they're all great. I'm going to get an extra Coke. The guy takes me and moves me to business class, right? And I'm going, now I'm on this plane in the back, man. I ain't sitting in the front. This ain't, no, you know what I mean? I'm like moving up. And he goes, get your stuff. Man, everybody's sitting down, and I never forgot. The other people in a row get my stuff, and I turn around, and everybody looked like in that row were looking at me like, well, what are you getting? Bro, when I got up to the front, and they had their feet pedals, and the thing went back, and I wasn't around nobody, and there's nobody there, and I was living like a king, and they were bringing me real food and stuff was going on. I could care less with all those drivers. I don't know none of those people to this day, and I don't care. I remember grabbing that laptop. Back. Oh, I felt, like, I felt like Jesus Jr. Yes. And I got up there, and the Lord spoke to me about writing books on that flight coming home. And he probably knew if I was sitting next to these confused people, it would have been harder for me to pay attention. And I told God in that plane, I said, I ain't write no books. I can't even put a comma. I don't know where none of this stuff goes and none of this. He said, do what I'm telling you to do. Be quiet. And I wrote it. I wrote it on that flight going home when God bumped me up. And I felt like when I started, I said, you bumped me up just to speak to me, didn't you? God's favor ain't fair. And I remember the people looking at me, snarling at me. I don't care. I put my feet up. I didn't care. You know what's funny? I, I, I wish that plane ride was longer. I did. Because I was like, I live in like a king. Nobody was up there with me. And it was weird because there wasn't a lot of people around me. And I had all this free room. There's people there. But <laughs> I ain't never go back there. And then you got to go back there. Oh, my God. And I ain't knocking it. I ain't no prima donna. I can handle it. But I was like, after you've been, man, after you've been the good life, you don't want to go back. It's preferential treatment. But I didn't get preferential treatment because what I did I got preferential treatment because of what he did. Y'all got a story about favor. I've been to places I shouldn't even been in. I've been in meetings. I should have never. I told you that story, man. I've been in a meeting with live tigers running around. <laughs> I went to, oh, my God. I've been to places, man. I'm like, God, you got to be kidding me. But where God puts you, sit. And the problem is telling you, well, God don't do nothing for me. Well, start getting grateful. Then I'll start doing more stuff for you. Man, all I did was think, I'm still talking about that trip, I don't know, 15 years later. Well, no, it's got to be longer. I wasn't married. I got 18, 20 years ago. Man, I went, I signed up to go on a trip one time. I didn't have a dollar. I didn't have a dollar. I thank God. I said, you say go. He said, go. I said, I'm going. How are you going to get the money? I said, I don't know. God will figure it out. Man, God paid for the whole trip. Budgets met, stuff. More money than you know what to do with. Bring it. Bless it. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. People are like, man, God don't do nothing for me. He ain't going to do it. What kind of attitude you got? You got a go attitude or a no attitude? You got a lot. I don't, I'm, not, this is, I'm not bragging on me. There's so many people I know. I, I got envy. As envy might not be the right word. I'm not jealous. But I got guys that I know that got faith. Crazy faith. Crazy. Oh, my God. I sat in a meeting with preachers you know. I sat in a meeting with five preachers that if I mention their name, they ain't a person in the watch and don't, would not know who they are. That's why I'm not telling you. And this guy started telling a story. I almost fell. I shut up. I didn't say nothing for an hour. I almost fell out of the chair. I said, wait a minute, bro. I'm thinking in my head, you didn't tell nobody 
what you were believing God for for 20 years? And he said, nobody knew. And a guy randomly walked up out of nowhere, tapped on the window where he was at and said, sir, I think you're a guy that might be interested in something that I have. And here nobody said nothing. One of ten in the world or some stupid, crazy. And I'm sitting here going, you got to be kidding me. How does God do this air traffic control? And they thought, I was floored. I almost, I'm, tell, I'm still messed up. Details. Favor. Stuff happened. And I'm going, what? Favor of God. Preferential treatment. We, are, we know to favor God according to his word. He said he'll give you favor with God and man. Look at Proverbs 3, 1 through 4. Keep these commandments. But let your heart keep my commandments. Right? You see that? For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let mercy and truth, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Proverbs 3, 1 through 4. Let mercy and truth, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God of man. Prefer, I found what? If you keep talking about the favor of God, bragging on the favor of God, speaking and declaring the favor. I got the favor of God on my life. Come on, lift your hands right there in the living room. Say it right now. I got the favor of God on my life. I got the favor of God on my life. Thank you, Lord, for favor. Glory to God for the favor of God. Hallelujah, I got favor on my life. I got the favor of God. I got the favor coming. I got the favor going. My God in heaven. Praise the Lord. I receive. How about this one? <laughs> Declare this. I got favor on my life. I receive preferential treatment from all kinds of people. Woo! Preferential treatment. Man, I've been, oh, my God. I went one time. I went to, I went to Africa. I didn't even see the airport. I don't even know if you're supposed to talk like this. I might get in trouble or whatever. But I didn't even go to the airport. I went to the airport, flew on a plane. I didn't see nothing. Never seen the inside of it. Barely. They were with me. Those guys might be watching. They were like, I was like, what is this? I got off a plane. I never got off a plane, went down steps, and got in a car a day in my life. You? Now, I'm not talking about going from terminal to terminal. I'm talking about leaving. <laughs> now, I know that sometimes you get fancy, like, oh, you got a billion miles. You know, they'll take you in there and they'll put you in a Porsche or something like that. And you walk down the steps and they drive you to your car or your plane. You know what I mean? Or you drive you to the thing. But you ain't getting out. You might get drove into one plane to another, but you ain't getting out. I talk about you showed up. I walked in there with the preacher and the airport stop. I you think I I thought I had favor. This guy shows up on the airport tarmac and they they paved the road out the way. The man of God's coming. I was like, my God, I'm glad I'm with you. You ever been with people with favor? You've seen it, you've seen it, you, uh, you know, you're here, Ans is here, you've seen it in Hollywood. You know, they got favor, man, they got, they don't go through the front, they go through the back. They don't go here, they go there. 
That's preferential treatment. Fame produces preferential treatment. Money. Oh, money gets people. We talk about the favor of God. I'm not talking about this, but you see it. You don't think money gets preferential treatment? Shut be quiet. There's people you know that got so much money or got enough money, they don't have to make, they don't wait in no line for nothing. Movie stars don't wait in no line. You think when they go there, they wait? Listen, I was in, um, is that Tiffany's? Tiffany's New York City? Tiffany's New York or one of those places I was, I was with PL. There's elevators that take you to private rooms. You don't go in there like common folk and look at the bottom where all the tourists are looking at. So, because I went up to go to a service and there's, there's, a, there's a watch floor that, man, guys, you get off the elevator, the guy's got gloves on. That ain't downstairs. You got to go up. There's special rooms. I've seen some of them. They're like, you can't get on there. You got to have VIP treatment to get there, and they will personally go get you stuff. You got to you know how you got there? Money. Money opens the door like that. I'm, you're not preaching. I'm preaching to you. You understand this? This is preaching. Faith, you see it and stuff. Famous things, right? It's, it, write this down. Here's another reason what favor is. It's the advantage. Some people got better advantages than others. And let me tell you right now. I'm going to get here. I don't care if you're a boy. Okay? I don't care if you're a girl. Okay? I don't care where you come from. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care if you're brilliant, you're silly, you don't understand. I don't care about skin color. Did you hear what I just said? I'm your pastor and I love you. I don't want to talk about your IQ. I don't want to talk about where you think you came from. I don't care if you know the thee, thou, those, and those, and don't talk. I don't care about none of it. None of it is disqualifying you from the favor of God. Do you understand me? God's kingdom and God's favor has made preferential treatment available for God's kids. And as long as you're a kid, king, kid, you got favor you didn't even know you had. Stop stepping in your humanity to rob yourself from the favor God gave you in your spirituality. Did you get what I just said? Start putting a revelation of favor on your life and everything else you think you've been disqualified. Well, I'm a woman in the workplace. Hush your mouth. I understand there's stuff out there. Well, you know, I'm discriminated against. I'm not naive. I don't stick my head in the sand. You don't think I know what's in the world? Come on. But the favor of God is an equalizer. I'm going to tell you right here now, the favor of God is an advantage. You got an advantage over everybody out there if you're in the kingdom. Don't go selling yourself on this humanity thing. Stay in the advantage. Having an advantage means having something working for us that others don't have working for them. Come on. It's the favor of God working for us. That's the key. So why did God give us this? We know that everything that God does for us is motivated by his deep love for us. God loved us so much, he gave us his favor. Through his sacrifice, what? He gave us the blessing of God to transform our life. That's the Deuteronomy 28.1. You want to see that? If you go to Deuteronomy 28.1, it's going to help. This is helping you, right? Favor produces wealth. Favor produces health. Faith, like, you know, well, you know, everybody got something, but, you know, I, you ain't going to get it as bad as everybody else got it. You know what I'm saying? These are some of the earliest promises written. It shall come to pass that if you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God 
to observe his commandments. That's our offering, right? What's I command thee this day? For the Lord thy God set thee high above all the nations of the earth. That's the church. How many of you walking around knowing that God, that's favor. I don't deserve to be ahead of all the nations of the earth, but favor put me there. The problem with most of you is you decline it based upon who you think you are. I'm supposed to be ahead above all the nations of the earth. Now, I ain't going to go tell all the nations of the earth when I get there, hello, little common folk, I am the head of all the nations of the earth. You are not, so get thou beneath me. That is not, that's arrogance. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is study this stuff internally and then start experiencing it externally. Sit there and go, hey, he wants me above all the nations of the earth. That wasn't my idea. That's God's idea. All these blessings to come on you and overtake you if you hearken to the voice of God. Blessed you shall be in the city. Blessed you shall be in the field. That's favor. Blessed shall be the fruit of The blessing is connected to the favor. Remember I said that? The favor is the blessing. The blessing is the favor. And when you notice, know I got favor. Who favored me? God favored. Did you hear what I gave you? He gave you preferential treatment. He gave you the advantage. He showed you his love and kindness. It's God's idea. He wants you to have it. And if you don't want to have it, that's your fault. But he gave it to you. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Blessed shall be the fruit of the ground. The fruit of the cattle. Blessed shall be your body. The Lord shall cause. Look at verse 7. My God in heaven, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They coming in one way, they going out seven. The Lord shall command the blessing to come upon you. And bless everything you put your hand to. Favor. Man, favor. Look at verse 10. All the people of earth shall see thee and call thy name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. They'll see you what? That's covenant. They're going to see God called you. The Lord, look at verse 11. How in the world are you going to get around in verse 11? Man, you can't stay broke and listen to me, man. You see this? The Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. That was God's idea. In the fruit of the body. That's God's idea. Cattle, ground, hallelujah. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. The heaven to give the rain in the land and the season and to bless your work of your hand. Thou shalt lend it to many nations. Thou shalt not borrow. Whoa, that's God's idea. Come on, somebody. How many of you going to be the lender and not the borrower? You're going to be the head and not the tail. Mm -hmm. You're going to be above and not beneath. God's purpose in giving favor hasn't changed since he spoke this to Moses. These words still last century after century after century. God is bestowing his favor of success. He wants his people to be successful then, and he wants his people to be successful now. God gives us favor for our success. And it makes him look good. It does. Because what would be the benefit of being a believer? And you want to know what? When we start attributing our success to him, and we start attributing our success to his favor, how much more is he going to give you? Now, here's what I'm going to leave you with. You ever do, you ever, here, I'll give you something. Have you ever done a favor for somebody? Have you done a favor for somebody that was not appreciative of the favor you did? 
Ding dong. Light bulb. How apt were you ready to go do a favor again for the person that was unappreciative of the first favor you did? Let's do it again slow. How many of you done a favor for somebody? Went out of your way, did a little something, something, maybe picked up a phone, something. You, you, you did something benevolent towards someone, let's say. You were nice, you were kind, you, 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 were, you, were, you, were, you were intentional, you were generous, you were loving, caring, concerning, whatever. You showed, you showed something a little more. How many of you done it? And the person you did it for, that you showed the favor to, was not really, all right, let's just use terminology that makes it real simple. They were not very appreciative. They were not really thankful. Have you ever done something, you ever done a favor for somebody and they didn't say thank you? How apt or how quick are you ready to go back and do a favor again for that person? You're not. And I got news for you. Somebody watching me right now, you've done favor after favor for somebody, but their lack of appreciation has now constantly, consciously, and, and gotten you to a place where you're like, I ain't going back there. But here's the news. You ever do something for somebody that's been grateful, gracious, kind? How about this word? appreciative of what you've done. You'll go out of your way for them over and over and over. I'll give you one, right? Um, somebody, so I got, a lot of, I got a lot of really, really great people that do a lot of great things around my life. They care for me, and they care for them that I care for. Well, somebody was doing something, and I really got intentional in my thought because I knew... And I, I did something. And I knew when I did it, I said, man, that's going to speak volumes into their life to know how much I appreciate them in mine. And I'm telling you, man, it takes people to another place. How much more God, when he does these things on the daily, and you start going, that's the favor of God. The other day, I, I would have scared the people in the parking lot because I got the front row spot at Publix. That's a favor. I could care. Bro, the more I'm getting revelation in this, that's a favor of God. That's the favor of God. My God, that's a favor of God. That's a fa right there, that's a favor of God. Out loud. What do you think God's doing? Oh, he's, he's noticing me moving in his life. Look, 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 look. Hey, God, I got, I got, I'm going to do a little more. Let's see. Hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, if the response opens the door to more, I'm going to start doing cartwheels, bro. Because I, I care less. That's favor. Woo! That's a favor of God. God's showing me how much he cares. It's, now, remember these. I'm going to give them to you quick because we're going to go over What were they? I'm going to put them all together now. Something granted out of God's goodwill, out of good, God's goodness, out of God's love, a, 
a gift given out of love, friendship, a token of regard. This is what these definitions are. Preferential treatment. Preferential treatment. You start looking for. Now, listen. You don't say nothing about it. You don't go and say, I deserve. You ever see. Oh, you ever see. (coughs) I've seen people. I went. I wasn't here. Okay. I'm going to give you this. This, I'm quick going to do this. We were out of town. Nobody knows. There's none of you people were with me. And it was hilarious. And, And I wound up. We went out, total mess up, something, something didn't work. It was ding, didn't work, nothing happened. Right? Total, total botch. Supposed to be here, supposed to be there, didn't work. Get there, they're like, look, man, we're so shot out. There ain't, there's probably no way in God's green earth we can get you here, but let me see what I could do, right? I want, chilling, I understand this stuff, right? I was, I was kind, I was being cool. Some person came here acting like a total ugly, you've seen this. People that expect preferential treatment and demand it, what happens with them? They get the boot. They really do. Even movie stars, right? People that are like, all right, man, people, you start demanding this stuff even though you should maybe have it because of status or wealth, people will turn their nose up on you because it's not something you enforce through dominance. It's something you receive through grace. I was like, kind appreciative, literally, watch this. We were not even supposed to get in. The guy came in with the rah, rah, rah. The guy was like, you could forget it. There ain't no in God. And I started noticing, I said, man, they just told this guy, there ain't no God's green earth. He's getting in here. We got a shot. He ain't even got a shot. Gets rid of him. And within 10 minutes, I was sitting in the place. Sitting in the place, walking in preferential treatment. And I'm going, man, that wasn't because of me. Because I felt like, the guy did. You know, like, come on, you got to be kidding me. What are you kidding me? Preferential treatment. You can't demand it, but you can't expect it. Does that make sense? I can't demand it. You don't say it out of your mouth, but you know, now I start doing this stuff, it's going to work out. I am telling you, man, it's will change your life. I was just telling you, I said it'll work out. Because everything works out right for me. You ain't got to say, all I told the people that can hear me is, it's going to work out just fine. But in the back of my head, my Rolodex is going, I got preferential treatment. I got the advantage. I got favor working for me. It has to work. It's got to be. It can't, has to work. Man, I've, oh, my God. I've been places, you sh- nobody could get out. Got out. Now you start, you put a demand on it, but nobody knows around you. You're just like, It'll work out fine. I thank you for help. I've actually done this. Thank you for helping. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And they're like, okay. Now they don't even know it. That favor's kicking in. You get out of love, that favor's going to get messed up. You start stepping ugly, that favor's going to leave. You start getting, you're going to mess it up. Stay in your favor pocket. You got the advantage. You got, stay in the word, right? What did it say there? Stay, you remember that scripture? I gave you a little, that Proverbs is a different translation, Right? That three and one, because I read, it reads a little different than King James. That's my bad. Sorry, I didn't get that. So favor says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. That, that Proverbs 3, 1 and 4. Let not mercy and truth. He's talking about the word of God. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Is that not powerful or what? Sorry about that. But that was me. Um. Pull it in. Proverbs 3, 1 through 4. But look, he's talking about the word of God. 
the favor of God, this we're saying, the favor of God according to his word, we also have the favor with man. But let your heart keep my word. Stay in the word. Length of days, long life, peace to add. Whoa, right? Let not mercy and truth forsake you, right? But watch this. Write them on the tablet of your heart and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Praise the Lord. The word of God's going to let you what? Find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Stay in the word. Man, don't, if you ever wanted to get out of the word, know this. The minute you get out of the word, not only are you walking out of love, not only are you walking into sin, you're walking out of favor and you're walking out of high esteem from God and man. <laughs> you get that. We're going to pick up right here next week. Did you pull that in? If you ever, my, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I don't want to get out of favor with God. I don't want to get out of favor with man. That's where the blessing kicked in when Jacob was wrestling with God. He said, I gave you favor with God and man. That guy's life was changed forever because he stood his ground to not let go and understood he needed the blessing. How many of you want to walk with favor with God and favor with man and have high esteem from God and man? High esteem from God and man? Well, stay in the word. Don't walk out of love. Don't walk out of faith. Don't walk out of the blessing. And don't walk out of your favor, man. Don't mess up your favor. Keep your mouth closed. Keep your mouth closed, man. Keep that blessing. Don't be like that. Don't be like that homeless guy. Now, there's nothing wrong being homeless. You understand what I'm saying? But don't be like that. I'll tell you what is wrong about being homeless is this. If you got a couple of thousand bucks in the bank and you're homeless, you better wake up. You know what I'm saying. Don't be like that. Knowing you got all this favor, you got all this blessing, but your mouth's undoing it and your mind's undoing it and your, life, like your life's undoing it. Keep favor and high esteem from God and man in your foresight because you're going to walk in the favor of God. Stay in the fog, baby, the favor of God. Amen, let me pray for you. Father, I think in this series, it's really going to help us go to the level where you want us. We know that the blessing of God <clears throat> excuse me, is going to lead us to this next level of blessing of life, and we know that favor is upon us. We're going to declare it, we're going to decree it, and when we see it, we're going to acknowledge that you're moving favorably in our life in every area of it. We love you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Listen, guys, I love you. I'm excited about where we're going. I'm looking at great things that are taking place. Let's get involved. Don't forget, connect with us. Stay connected, stay online. Share the message even now. It's going to help people. Let's walk in this favor and let's walk in this victory. I love you and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.